All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Oh, oh yeah. Did you show me this or did I see it elsewhere? You might have seen it elsewhere. That's that's great. That it should I share with the people? Yeah. yeah. It is it is a picture of a gingerbread man with his naked ass. Yep. Ready to climb into kind of a, like a plump ass. Warm jacuzzi style hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. And it says the best ginger is in the rump. <laughs> And I just uh, I thought, you know what? Oh, boy. And then one of the marshmallows is winking at me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, and the candy cane's got his mouth wide open. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. he's joining like all his friends in this. Uh, it's full of innuendo. Yeah, you're right. Full of innuendo. Anyway, funny. So I've made a list of my favorite impeachments of the decade. Okay. Is Short this, list. Is this most recent one on it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no hot takes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what is, I mean, it, this is all just kind of a pipe dream, but it's just like funny to be like, hey, he's going to be impeached probably by the end of this podcast taping here. It is like eight 30. Right. In the sense that on Wednesday night, but like to actually be, sorry. <laughs> Can the people tell we're not organized yet? From, tonight? <laughs> from my understanding, like an impeachment is essentially everyone saying, Hey, you should be out of the white house. But then there has to be a big vote. No. Well, sort of. To actually get him and, and out of the White House, which right. isn't going to happen. An impeachment is a charge. It's not a conviction. Okay. And so the House has, uh, the House, as they say in the United States of A, uh-huh. um, they have sole power to impeach. Senate has sole power to convict. Okay. Uh, and the Republicans control the latter. And so therefore, nothing will come of No this. conviction. But there'll still be a big old asterisk next to the Trump presidency. That's true. Uh, and he'll be only the third ever. Right. Which the first was... So Nixon resigned before he officially got impeached, That's right? correct, yes. So Clinton. Yeah, and uh, and Andrew Jackson. Andrew, oh. Is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah, why? What I don't do? know. It was so long ago, man. He probably, like, I stole, can't even remember. Probably like stole someone's goat or something <laughs> it's probably something like that <laughs> something dumb so can you consider i know we're not going to get to shows for a little bit but can you consider any significance to the fact that we're doing our second fresh prince of bel-air show show tonight of all nights uh any significant no the first time we did fresh prince on the show show we yep. titled the episode fresh crown we did that and the crown as right. the two shows okay and it was the night donald trump was elected whoa and uh, that's, that is crazy. And Sorry was, if that was super loud. And it was appropriately titled "Fresh Crown." The the Americans were kind of getting a, a fresh crown. Ironically, if he gets impeached and then not convicted, he'll essentially be a king, and yeah. he will be their fresh crown. Um, but uh, just coincidentally, it's completely coincidental that oh we're. Oh my god! We can't even throw him out of the. Do you White need more House, more like, headphone cord? You're just stuck on the foot of the chair there. Yeah, you should have more. Yeah, there you go. Right, am I free? I think we're ready. They can't even throw him out of the White House like DJ Jazzy Jeff. That's right. Ah, ah, you're fired. I don't know what you're going on about, buddy. You don't, we... you don't know what that is? No. Oh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Like That was the whole thing where he always tried to date Hillary, one of the daughters. I didn't watch that show. Okay. Didn't trust Will Smith from birth. Okay. The, you you less so than me. Yeah. Um. Anyways... Uncle Phil would always come in and see Jazz trying to mess with his daughter and would throw him out of the front of the house. And he, it was like this doll, like a big dummy oh, that okay. was being thrown out. And it was just raggedy limbs. I think I've talked about it a little bit It's before. a physical gag. And, and you just hear, ah! 
Is he supposed to be kind of sketchy in Fresh Prince? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it's the bootleg selling in this, which I found so funny. It is kind of he funny. He had no line at all except for him selling bootleg. And also he steals a Rolex in one of the episodes we watched for tonight. Does he? Yeah, the christening episode. Did you watch the christening yeah. episode? Yeah. I yeah. And so everybody's getting a present for for Nikki, the baby. Yeah, right. And he has like stolen a Rolex. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I missed... I, I was loosely paying attention apparently at that point. All right. So we've got a couple of lists to get through. Yeah. I did my TV list last week. Do you want to do your TV list first and then I'll do my movie list? Sure. So this is my, do you want to do my TV of 2019 or my TV of the decade? How different are they? Um, Because this was a great year. It was a great year. Maybe you weren't as influenced by recency as I was in my list because it was so 2019, 2018 heavy. Yeah. I don't think I... I, I have like one, two, I, for sure, everything that's on, whatever, with with like four exceptions, everything that's on 2019 is on the top 25. Okay. Start of, start with your 2019 list. Okay. Just this year, your favorite shows. So I didn't come up with a list for this. We're starting out. Number one, Fleabag. Oh, nice. Yeah. Number two, Watchmen. Okay. Watchmen with a bullet. Like, you you need to give it another chance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for putting this on you. It's okay. What does it have for me for sweets? I think you need to see the way that the story is told. And that's the structure is almost what you would appreciate the most. Okay. It's, it's way more the storytelling than the action. I just didn't see any richness in these characters. The first time I watched it, you'll, you'll get it. If you don't get it by season 10, it'll be a super hot take and you episode can, 10. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> by episode 10, it'll be a super hot take and I will, allow you to just take the stand against me <laughs> and roast me well to be clear i don't want you not to enjoy things i just have oh, I off know. i'm often a late comer on the big show sure i i i would implore you to be right there with me at the front lines of of 2019 television and finish that show don't miss this train sweet it's you're i think once you get two more episodes deep maybe just one more Okay. I think you're really going to like the way... There's a lot to cover in a pilot to get them to... Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I'm with you. Um, number three is Barry. Nice. Yes. Number four is Succession. Okay. Number five is Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't put Mandalorian in. Yeah. Because... And 2019's list is a little different from the decade's list. But yeah. my big... My big issue with the decade was I had to have seen a whole season. You have to finish it, yeah. But for the year 2019, definitely Mandalorian squeezes it. I think it, yeah. we've seen, I think by the end of Mandalorian, we'll go, oh yeah, no, that was one, like one of the most fun watches. Now, I haven't seen this latest episode yet because it's out a couple days early. It's out today. Oh, I didn't know that. They didn't want to release it on the same day as Rise of Skywalker. Cool. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I hope it picks up a little bit because I'm starting to fall into the camp of, all right, where's this uh, Where's this story going? It's one thing to be episodic and like kind of serialized. Yeah. But I want a little more development here. What did you think of Bill Burr in the last one? Was that a, a big shock to everyone? What I, I like, like it's about been such a secret. What I like about Bill Burr in The Mandalorian is that it implies that there's some, there's some kind of space Boston. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about dialects and I thought it was so funny. Like where, where did he grow up then? Normally we don't really fixate too much on people's accents. Like there's British accents. Usually British people are evil in star Wars and Americans are good. It's that's pretty much British. And that's American. not straight across the board. Certainly Obi-Wan is, is Scottish or, or British or whatever. Right. But, um, uh, I think he's gotta be the first, like clearly new England star Wars character. Yeah. Jen asked me, do you think like, 
he just loves Star Wars and that's why he's in it. And I was like, I guarantee you there will be like a Monday morning podcast where he's like, of course, you fucking kidding me? Growing up, I was just like, Patriots games and Star Wars. That's all the fucking was. It was freezing <laughs> cold outside. I was trying to ice chip, chip away at my car and like, you know, shovel my driveway for my parents and fucking Star Wars. Maybe you're right. Or maybe he like is the type to think Star Wars fans are nerds. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he could go either way on that. I don't think he's like that much of a jock. The thing, that's true. The thing about Bill Burr is that he's low-key an excellent actor. Yeah. And he also low-key loves acting. Yeah. Like for a guy who like kind of doesn't take himself too seriously and he kind of rolls his eyes at the universe and that's not something that an actor would do. Right. He loves acting and he loves being good at it. Well, he was also playing like a sarcastic kind of... Oh, he's Bill Burr in space. He's Bill Burr in Star Wars, (laughs) which is great. Yeah, and it kind of made it look like he died at the end, but then, but then no, no, everyone was just in the cell. He'll be around for a while. Yeah. Okay, Mandalorian. That's a good one. Um, then we go into one that's probably on no one else's list. Uh, VOA. Yeah, and you really showed your work on that one. You we, really, you really felt genuinely about that. Very much so. Good for you. Um, number seven, Stranger Things. Okay. Number eight, Pen Fifteen. Nice. Number made nine, made me cry, man. I I wept <laughs> at that school dance scene in the season finale. I love it. They're going to suffer from a sophomore slump, though. I think they I think they let it all out in their first season. I mean, it's it's really their greatest hits. They yeah. came up with the best ideas from their childhood. I would be surprised. I mean, they might hire a staff of writers who also have experiences that they can just, you know, use in the second season. I mean, Nick Kroll and Big Mouth have done a really good job. Of, was, like, the first season is about his experience, and then ever since then, he's able to branch out, like, culturally yes. and into different sexual orientations and he's also able to modernize it a little bit now granted this show is distinctly not modern right but i don't know i don't think there's any shortage of avenues so pen 15 was eight big mouth is 10 okay number nine you're probably not going to guess it it was a show earlier on in the year hmm. it was a limited series i like how you're making me guess nine of your top 10 <laughs> just episode just number nine <laughs> you gotta guess nine it is sharp objects Oh, you were into Sharp Objects. We were really into that. I kind of kind of went through and thought, okay, what are the like 10 shows that I was pretty enthralled by? Right. And there were a few that we finished the series on, and it was just kind of, yeah, okay. How did Sharp Objects compare to Gone Girl? Um, Not super far off. Like, I kind of, I had a f- similar vibe at the very end. Actually... The very end of Sharp Objects was one of the highlights. Is, is it a big twist like Gone Girl? Yeah. Okay. So that's her shtick then. Yeah, I think so. She's Lady Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel hesitant in letting you know that she is Lady Shyamalan. It's been enough time now. Yeah. You can spoil that. Totally. Right. Um, what, do you want me to get, tell you what it is? No, like, that's okay. Yeah. But I'm ne- I've I've rarely been super convinced on Amy Adams. That's my big hot take. Yeah, you're you're not a big fan of Amy Adams. I'm not against I her. I just kind of don't quite get it. Right. If she were to win an Academy Award, I wouldn't be like boo. No, of course. And it is it is something how many times she's been nominated and not won one yet. She makes my. She's in a movie that makes my top twenty five. Of which is a rival. Yeah. Another thing I just don't get. I yeah. tried, man. I, I watched know. it. I, I, I must I must be really missing some like some kind of glaring symbolism in this movie that's supposed to blow my mind. Because I watched it and I was so underwhelmed. Again, I just went with vibes that I got from like when I was looking at the movies, I was like, this movie left a lasting impression on me. Some of them like like obvious, some of them just super popcorn movies. Hmm. And very Oh, I've got different reasons for all my movie picks. Very few of them like best best picture 
um, not necessarily best picture nominees, but best picture winners, not really in there. No. Well, and I didn't, you know how last week I talked about all my big blind spots in my TV decade. Yeah. I, I'm sure I have some big ones for movies too, but I have seen more of the big movies than probably the big shows. Okay. But that, which is crazy. I'm the exact opposite way. Right. I guess so. It's just more of a time commitment to watch a ton of shows. It's uh, true. But you can decide if you're in or out. But it's so much easier. You hear enough buzz about how good a movie is. You're like, okay, I'll commit two hours to it and I'll be in the club. Right. But with TV shows, even if you've heard how great Game of Thrones is, you're like, but it's going to be 75 hours for me to be in the club? Yeah. And so that's why I don't always buy in. But I still kind of feel like there's a bigger barrier for entry for movies. It's like, uh, like so yeah. I'm like, do I want to risk this to go out and you know spend however much at a movie theater sit amongst strangers, not know if I'm going to like this movie. And then like, if at the end of the movie, it's, it's an overall better feeling, I think, I don't walking always, out of the theater. I don't always see them right away. I yeah. often am moved to see something because I've heard over time how great it is. Right. But I've still never seen There Will Be Blood. And so yeah. like, that's a movie that belongs probably on the list of the top 100 best movies Dude, of the decade. Uh, you know what? I should have put it on there too. That that was a miss on my part, but actually no, I think it's I think it was before 2010. Maybe you're right, Alexa. When did There Will Be Blood come out? The film There Will Be Blood, the movie, was released about 11 years ago on January 4th, okay. 2008. 11, 2008. The, the film, the movie. Yeah. So I. Because I remember that was the same year that No Country for Old Men came out. We all get that confused, and right? I, and I was like, how can I leave No Country for Old Men off this list? And then I realized, oh, there's no way it happened in this decade. Right. I kind of did the math of like where I was watching it. So I, ha I have a hundred here. I, I'm not going to- I've got a hundred. And by the way, when you're listing a hundred, there's some movies you like- like you don't really love you really like a lot right but i've and i i my initial list was 180 oh my and then God. i cut it down to to 100 you put far more effort into yours than i did mine as I'm, far as top 25 movies i'm obviously not going to read 100 no but I, i'd like to read more than 10 just because of how much work I, w I put into it well why don't we both do our top 25 movies that's probably a good idea okay does that make sense my is number 25 it, mm -hmm. is avengers endgame okay I like it. I respect that. It's it's because of the the emotional impact of that movie. This this series that we've been watching for all this time, what it led up to. I love a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. I'm not they're not my main motivator at the movies, frankly. Right. But the number of times it got me to openly weep in the movie theater on a weeknight. Wow. Earns it a spot in the top quarter. Hang in there because I have a uh Marvel movie ranked higher than that and it's not an avengers movie okay so do i oh okay cool uh okay what's your 25 are we gonna go back and forth here yeah sure okay so i will say my 25 to 20 are a little um haphazard okay that's fine my 25 is john wick all right yeah. okay i tried to watch john wick and then the dog died in the first six minutes and i did not buy and in you checked out that's right i i heard somebody point out because they released some some stills of uh bill and ted three yes uh face the music and it would appear that his uh eternal youth is stored within his beard because he's bald-faced in this he movie looks, he looks older he looks for older sure. for sure yeah which he should mm -hmm. but he's had this beard for a number of years and we always talk about how he's ageless and he's not so timeless when he's playing this character he played 30 years ago right yeah I think it's going to be weird yes. to see them reprise those roles they should put that movie on the same uh, uh on the same release schedule 
as John Wick and, and the Matrix. Imagine all neck and neck. Just three Keanu movies in the same day. That would be hilarious. That'd be historic. That would be funny. Yeah. It would be a joke at that point. Every movie theater would be such a party. People would be yeah. taking the day off work. People would definitely take the day off work. It would be a national holiday. It would, why, why shouldn't it be, I think? <laughs> Number 24 for me is Booksmart, a movie from this year also. I like it. It's on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, but for 24, I went Force Awakens. You're so lonely. So afraid to leave. At night, desperate to sleep. You imagine an ocean. I see it. I see the island. And Han Solo. I feel like he's the father you never had. He would have disappointed you. Get out of my head. Oh, okay. That's mine's way higher than that. Yeah. Force Awakens is number eight. Again. Oh, totally fair. Uh, representative of what it means to be at the movies mm-hmm. at this age, at this point in time. Totally. And it's worth mentioning now, since you brought it up, uh, the first reviews are out for Rise of Skywalker yeah. and they're tepid. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like just teetering on the brink of certified fresh Ooh. right now. 58% at the time of this taping. Ooh. Uh, they might have taken some risks. I think, if anything, and I'm going to have a good attitude about this, uh-huh. I think it just might be busy. Yeah. I think that they're tying up a lot here. Right. I think it's probably really inside baseball, and I think that's challenging for casual critics who see every movie and are just objectively looking at this as like a literary text. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I think that it should satisfy fans. Well, I was listening to The Watch, and they made a good point that, you know, the original Star Wars was Han and Luke and Leia. Yep. Um and you know a couple other characters this one is uh ren yeah and uh oscar isaac's character poe poe certainly ray finn yeah right we got all these droids in there they're introducing new characters all the time palpatine's back in this movie totally and the older characters you got luke skywalker you got i mean i don't know if he's even in this one he will be in this and carrie fisher's in this remarkably right yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of people that, yeah, you want to see the full story. And so it might be like, why are we spending so much time on Ray? Right. want to know what happens to Luke. My big concern is that people already want to criticize the Star Wars movies. And so when they see that the reviews are bad, they're going to be like, well, Disney fucked it up once and for all. I'm not going now. And I'm right. not worried about its box office totals. But you know how I kind of fixate over the narrative surrounding a pop cultural fixation? Yeah. And uh, an entity? And I don't want that to happen for Star Wars because I believe in my heart that it's great. Right. And I believe The Force Awakens is deserving of my eighth place for the decade, if not higher. It's like a sure. a great, great experience at the movies. Wasn't the new Avatar movie supposed to be like going head to head with Star they Wars? They bumped them back, I think. Okay. That was quite a while ago. And now Avatar 2 comes out next Christmas. Okay. And I read today that Avatar's back on schedule after falling quite far behind, and they're shooting the fourth one now. Oh, my God. So they're making like four or five of them in total, right? Right. Maybe more. And they're making them all at once. That's insane. So they're just ready to pump them out maybe every year, maybe every other year. This is going to be crazy. Never has there been a more gratifying release schedule for a long series of movies than Harry Potter, which put them out at most every 18 months. Right. It was like... You never had to wait that long for a Harry no, Potter movie. By the time it came out on video, you were like, cool, I can watch it on video right before I go see the next movie. Or like Lord of the Rings was back to back to back, year after yeah. year. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That's so cool. My number 23 is Toy Story 3. Yeah, Toy Story 3 deserves to be on mine, and I snubbed it, which yeah. I, I don't know why. I think 4 left a bad enough taste in my mouth. That That's fair. It, Toy Story 3 is remarkable, though. You're right. Um, mine was the Big Sick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got the Big Sick on here somewhere, too. Okay. Uh, I think it's a little further down the list. No, it's number 18, the Big Sick. Okay. Did you see the pictures of Kumail? Uh, nope. So he's in Marvel's Eternals. Oh, right. And okay. some shirtless photos came out yeah. of him. And people are thirsty for Kumail now. Is he like jacked? He's so jacked. It's oh crazy. He's smoking hot now. That's hilarious. It's wild. It's very disorienting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear him talk about that. I haven't heard him on anything in a long time, but he like made jokes about like, you know, how, how on steroids, uh, Hugh Jackman must right. have been. And he's like, come on, you got to. There has to have been. It's just the transformation is so wild. He was just this like dorky stand-up comedian. Yeah. Played a dork in Silicon Valley. That show ends. Now he's an Academy Award nominated screenwriter right. and a literal superhero. And he looks like an action figure. This is so funny. The he's, glow up is wild. He's the new Chris Pratt. He's following he's, the Chris practice. He's also the American dream personified. Yeah, Like, like he, he moved here when he's like a kid from, from Karachi, Pakistan. Pakistan. And he becomes famous. He becomes like America famous. Yeah. Which is what they might talk about elsewhere. Right. After just like developing a sense of humor in, in America. Yeah. And like realizing like, oh, I can make people laugh. Number 22 for me, Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, maybe one of the last great romantic comedies. I almost put it on my list and I probably should have. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I put eighth grade oh, in okay. that spot. Eighth grade is number five for me. Yeah. You, uh, you like chicken nervous, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I got a 20-piece, and I also got two of every kind of sauce. But, you know, if you have a favorite sauce and want more than one packet of it, you can have mine. I like all the sauces equally. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, and the nuggets have been sitting out for a little bit because, you know, I didn't know when you'd be here. So just, uh, you know, tell me if they're too cold and I can heat them up in the microwave over there, okay? Okay. Our top fives are going to be remarkable. You're going gonna to blow my whole list. What do you mean? You're gonna, you're gonna oh. say my whole top ten before I get to it. You, it's very true. Yeah, it's it's very possible. This is very disappointing for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, number where were we? Number twenty one for me. La La Land. La La Land. Hey, another. I got back to back Gosling Stone movies. Okay, I didn't then, do that on yeah, purpose. You're right. Um, I went Frozen. Okay, Frozen was way deeper on my list. Yeah, if it was on my list at all. I'm not sure it was because I. I think I bumped it for both Tangled and Moana. And I should have put Moana on here somewhere too, but Moana does not make the list because I ran out of time and didn't reconfigure the list. Moana's good. Moana's really good. Tangled's great. I, I think I got to watch Tangled because I don't know if I've ever even watched it. Tangled's really, really great. Number 20 is is an essential. I think it's one of the defining movies of our generation. It's Inception. Okay. Way higher on my list. Okay. Where is it? Uh, I have Inception at number four. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, at okay, wait, are you we're at twenty? Twenty. I put Booksmart. Okay. So that's where Booksmart fell for me. Right. I think that movie's going to be around for a long time. I think so. I think it'll age well. Number nineteen, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. I I was trying to figure out what to do with the the Mission Impossibles, but I got confused by which ones I've actually seen. It can be hard to do. I, the most recent ones are honestly the best ones. Yeah. Uh, although I think Ghost Protocol is my favorite one. I, I'm pretty sure I have another Mission Impossible somewhere on this list. Because the most recent one, I forget what it's called. They all had like masks on. Um, yeah, and, they did. They pulled out the yeah. mask uh, trope. But it was a great movie. I feel like they pulled the mask trope. But that's the, that, that is what Mission Impossible is. It is their, it is, I think they invented it. Yeah. But, or maybe 
they they used it they brought it back um it was gone for a while because it was so corny right but they brought it back for this most recent recent mission impossible movie because yeah. why not right they earned it back and that was the one with uh, henry cavill in it yes yes okay that's yeah. right remember that helicopter scene yes fucking crazy <laughs> it was ridiculous that was so that was the one i saw i don't know if i saw ghost protocol but i'm I, I want it to come on. Sorry if I'm talking too loud. No, no. I want it to come on uh, Netflix so badly. It's on there. I'm pretty sure it's on I there. I don't think it is. It's the one where on the thumbnail, he's just wearing a hoodie. Yeah. And you're like, oh, things are different now for Ethan Ghost Hunt. Protocol. And it's like Werner Herzog is the uh, villain, I think. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. I just remember. I went to it by myself. Really? Uh, yeah. It was like I was doing morning radio and I went to it at like one o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. Nice. And you're like, I just had. Fuck yeah. I just <laughs> left completely amped. Amazing. I always like getting in a car after i've seen a movie like this oh yeah because you just feel like a smooth mother scratcher i did that with my uh number 11 movie which i'll elaborate on when we get there okay number 18 for me was the big sick we talked about it uh number 19 for me oh right sorry was the town oh yeah i don't have yeah. that on my list it's a good answer big though. fan of the town but that's a movie that i had to hear again and again was so great before i finally sure. saw it yeah and i and i i kind of subscribe to the uh rewatchability portion too like okay would i rewatch this a million times right and most of these movies i would what's your number 18 my number 18 is interstellar good that one's further down my list i only okay. ever saw it the once yeah actually i think i did too but but level of impact i felt driving moving, driving yeah. away talking a lot about it moving twist yeah yeah i liked that and that was right there in the reconnaissance yes yeah number, it sure was number 17 uh is chef I've seen this movie like seven or eight times. Nice. I've definitely seen it more than once. Didn't make my list. That's fine. My, my it's, top 25. It's not always top of mind for everybody, I don't think. But like it is so watchable and rewatchable. It was on the cusp. And it's just a feel-good movie. It's the de like, it's the definition of a, a feel-good movie because somehow they keep it interesting after all the conflict is resolved 45 minutes in. And then yeah. the rest of the movie is just like him driving around Miami, serving up paninis to people. And you're somehow completely in it. And in the end, they somehow end up solving even more conflict that you didn't even think they really had gets to solve. Closer, gets closer with the son at the and, end. And gets closer with the critic. Oh, that's right. Oliver Platt. Yeah. Who becomes like the kind of like financer. Yeah. Financier. That's right. Um, my number 17, I had Django Unchained. Good one. Mm. It's on my list, but it's deep down. It's like in the, it's in the rafters. Sure. Who's your 17? 17 was Jeff. Number 16 okay. is Skyfall. Skyfall probably could have made my list. Skyfall's remarkable. It's a good watch. I remember watching it super hungover on Jen's couch. It sounds basic to say that such a recent Bond movie is the best Bond movie, but fight me. It's, it's the it's it, like it, everything before Skyfall is a joke. It's a it's like a B movie. Right. And it's true. It takes itself seriously. It takes itself so seriously, but it's such a like weird bottle episode of a of a Bond movie. And they developed this character we thought we knew. Yeah. Uh, every every certainly every Daniel Craig movie has been chasing the greatness of Skyfall. Yeah, um, and as will uh, No Time to Die. I've got high hopes, but mm -hmm. I, I can't expect it's going to be that great. No, not after the last one, especially. And the next casting for Bond, we talked ad nauseum about that, mm -hmm. is also chasing the greatness of Skyfall. It's a lot to live up to. It's a high yeah. bar, right? Yeah, they had ha Javier Bardem. Mm. Like, what a villain! Amazing. Number sixteen. Uh, my number 16 is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. okay. All New, right. liked it. I just think it's going to live really well. Yeah, I is. was. I found myself being on the plane and I didn't have the right headphone jack. And I was kind of just watching other people watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Mm. and being like, oh, I should just watch that. Oh, my God. It's such a cool movie. Made me pass out. That's that's the ultimate (laughs) litmus test. Number 15 is a a movie that you won't have on your list. Nobody will. It's called Ruby Sparks. Okay. And it's written by Zoe Kazan. It stars Zoe Kazan and Paul Dano. Okay. Uh, And do you know anything about this movie? Mm, You might have told me. Probably. It's a quirky little premise where he plays like a young novelist who at like 18 stumbled into writing the next great American novel. Right. So he's sitting on all this cash and all this pressure to not be a one-hit wonder. And... Yes, yeah, so you have told me about this one. Before. In his writer's block, he writes this character, this female lead, and gets so obsessed with writing her that he wills her to life. Right. And then he starts dating her. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that as he writes her, he can control her. Right. And it's a cool movie. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being like, thinking about that too. Like, I was like, what movies has Sweets told me about that I should just watch before mm. even making my list? And that was definitely one of them. That one and like Sing Street were ones that came up for me. Right. Sing Street. Wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 15. Um, my 15 is uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Nice. That's my number 11. Okay. So we're pretty close on it. I mean, that movie means a lot at the movies. Yeah. That is one of the ultimate uh, underdog stories in the cinematic decade for sure. They did a super interesting thing and thought way outside the box on like Lord and Miller, I think are going to, they're paving their way to um, superstardom the same way that uh, Damien, why, why can I not think of his name? Uh, Giselle? Damon Lindelof. Oh, Lindelof. Is doing for TV. Okay, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Well, and what a comeback. What a rally after getting fired by Solo. Yeah. Like they were making Solo and got fired. And they're like, why don't you just do this crazy Spider-Man thing? This insane movie that shouldn't work or shouldn't be as big of a deal as it is. Because there's always been this like kind of second tier animated Marvel movie like subculture of nerd fans. You had to convince me to see this one. Exactly. But, uh, well, that kind of speaks to how you're influenced as much as I am. Totally. And it it completely checks out and it's completely worth your time. My number 14 is The Wolf of Wall Street. You want a beer, pal? Oh, what are you drinking? I got this non-alcoholic shit. What's that? It's like a non-alcoholic beer. It's got no no alcohol. Is it beer? Yeah, with no alcohol. But you drink enough and if you drink a lot, they get you fucked up? No, there's no alcohol. That's the fucking point. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I can get you beer if you want fucking beer. No, but I I don't drink, you remember? I don't drink anymore. Oh, you want to go inside and blow some lines of bacon powder? Bacon (laughs) soda? Can't imagine ever not enjoying getting fucked up. Yeah. I love it. My Okay. Mine, uh, Wolf of Wall Street fell, uh, is up at three for me. Do you remember how many bad takes there were about the Wolf of Wall Street when it came out? Yeah. That it like, like celebrates wealth and extravagance and... Did you see the just, same movie, people? Just, just enjoy the movie. That's just, but it's, it's just but, wrong. But you're right. You're right. <laughs> if anything, it's, it's showing the downfall of a dude who ends up in jail because of money i would argue driven it is money. one of the most obviously satirical films of the decade yeah it is so obviously completely off the wall and insane yeah totally very very entertaining um number 14 number 14 for me is Moneyball. oh good one yeah cool you're tugging on my sorkin strings yeah i would i would watch that any any day of the week weirdly rewatchable yeah a chat sports movie yeah yeah, true. You're not seeing a whole lot of sports. You're not. You're just kind of like watching this cool story. I was the start of the Chris Pratt-assance, that yes, movie. right. That and, and uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, he's weirdly jacked in that, isn't he? He's like, 
I mean, are you talking we're going to kill Osama bin Laden? <laughs> you remember that line? They were using it in every no, trailer. I did not see Zero Dark Thirty. Was, I think I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was like nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was one of the first things he did. Number 13, A Star is Born. Dad had like a midlife crisis, I think. Made his way to Arizona and started working for uh, his family on a pecan ranch. A pecan ranch? Yeah. Knocked up the family's daughter. She was just shy of 18. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's when I came into the picture. Okay. The yeah. son of an 18-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, she died at childbirth. And my dad... I'm um, sorry. He died when I was 13. So I guess my brother would tell you that he raised me, but... I don't know who was raising who. Just 127 acres of nuts, Navajo, and nowhere to go. Yes. Didn't make my list. It was a little bit further down, but I toyed with throwing it throwing it in the end. That movie fucking moved me, man. It was, it was a good watch. And, and also, I didn't make this list, although just suddenly now I'm so tempted. Best trailers of the decade? <laughs> okay. It's seriously one of the best trailers best. I've ever seen. I think I remember th- when that trailer happened and it was like a movie on its own. I think and everyone it, was like, have you seen the star is born trailer? So much shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would file inception under that too. That was like one of the first yeah. trailers that just did the like, wow. And people were like flying around. Wow. You're reminding me now. Yeah. And everyone was like, what the fuck are we watching? What? This is insane. And the star is born is a good example of a movie that I, it couldn't surprise me. There's no, there's nothing I didn't know going in. Right. And just everything about it, there was not a sour note. You like, still enjoyed it. I, I think that, I think that it deserved every Oscar it didn't win last year. Yeah. Like, and it, I know we talked about that a lot too. It was so. Some people said they thought the Chappelle stuff in it was a little weird. Sometimes I forget that Chappelle is in that movie. And the whole like marriage in the backyard. Why? Part. I don't know. It just seems like, like why did they just randomly go to this? I think because they needed each other. They like the, that, I mean, that's the heart of the story is that in spite of it all, mm-hmm. they're both so deeply flawed, him especially, they are truly in love. And that's, and that's what's nice about A Star is Born is that for all the romantic comedies they try and fail to produce, for all of the, the secondary romantic plot lines in, you know, between Black Widow and, and Mark Ruffalo. Right. Uh, it's very hard to convince me that love is for real mm-hmm. to the extent that like people were very sure and this was kind of ugly, but people were like very sure that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga were having an affair in real life. Right. And like they continued their, their, their love charade right onto the Oscar stage. Mm-hmm. Like we have never had still not convinced. such a well-cultivated theatrical performance of love in movies True. in my lifetime that since re- Titanic. That really did dominate last year. Yeah. It took over everything at the theater. Mm-hmm. Everyone was talking about it. Number 13. Uh, my number 13 was Boyhood. Oh, okay. Very nice. I just thought like that was a movie I watched on a plane and it just will always stick with me. I didn't know you liked Boyhood. It's way further down on my list. I really loved it, but I kind of thought that I was a little bit alone in that. No, I don't think so. I, I really, um, again, it just kind of hit me. Well, part of that is our age, I think. Yeah. Like, like we see this kid who is our age in all the years that... Right. That we were that age. And so like he's waiting in line to get the new Harry Potter book. Right. And because I remember people talked to made a lot of jokes about how ambitious it was and that it wasn't really substantive of a story. And I was entirely fulfilled by the story. You're like, I just want to watch a kid grow up. Yeah. 
it seems crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, I don't think I would rewatch it. I have, one of those I have weird, seen it twice. It's one of those weird ones for me. I think I watched it when it came out on Netflix. I don't know if I'll see it a third time. Okay. She won the Academy Award for that, Patricia Arquette. Yes. As the mom. Yeah. Ethan Hawke's great in that movie too. So good. So good. Number 12 is The Martian. The Martian. Okay. Uh, the Martian is number eight for me. Absolute blast. It's a fun watch. Yeah. And you could rewatch it a million times. It's his castaway. Uh, 12 for me was Bridesmaids. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? That was one that was like an all-female comedy cast. Yeah. I think Bridesmaids was one of the ones I cut in like the... In the 101, 102 yeah. range. Yeah. I think it's one of the ones that I cut. Like, That's right a fair point. End. This is where the mid, mid I, I think my top five is great. I think my six through uh, 12 can okay. use a little work. All right. They might need some manipulating. but I'm sure you know what my number one is. Yeah. I, we'll, I, we'll I actually there. think we might have the same number one. We, we should, <laughs> frankly. Number 26 was, was Boyhood for me, so it just missed my 25. Okay. Uh, number 11? Are we at number 11? Yeah. I was Spider-Verse. Okay. We talked cool. about that. I was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. That was the movie that I just got a standard car and felt like once I got in my car after the movie, I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to race around forever. This is what I led with. This is the movie that would be considered a huge cinematic blind spot as me, uh, a movie fan. Sure. I have not seen Fury Road. Uh, I think you would like it. Is it kind of gruesome? I... <laughs> Not so much it's, that I couldn't handle it. I think you'd probably be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not like insane. It's not people's like heads getting blown apart or anything. All right. But it's, it's not a, you know. What is it? Like, what, why why is it that that was so, like, for this next installment in a so the, in a franchise? The whole thing is it's like a post-apocalyptic world where, like, you know, water is the most important commodity. People are just driving around trying to get water, essentially, and survive. Right. There's like this whole underground like villain who's basically getting these like zombie boys, like running them like blood bags and stuff uh, to try to basically control all of the water. Um, there's a group of all female Tom Holland, Tom Hardy yeah. plays the main character and then like Max. Doesn't uh, Charlize play the main character? She really does. Yeah. Her and like her group of, of women who have their own thing going on. Uh, and they have to get together to kind of like rise against this main villain. Okay. Which is just kind of a continuation of other Mad Max stories, but it was just done in a more interesting way. All right. I'll see it. I also, really got to see it. Also Charlize. Right. Absolutely. Number 10, Baby Driver. Talk about a movie you want to drive after seeing. Had a buddy once walk away from a job. You know why? Because something was playing on the radio he didn't like. We about to go in. He won't get out the fucking car. Why? Cause knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door is playing on the FM. He called it a hex song. That, End of the Road by Boys and Men, Hotel California by the Eagles. He called them all hex songs. Then come talking about some crazy shit like, we all gonna die. So what, you bailed on the job? Fuck no, I didn't bail on the job. I went and got that money. And we didn't die either. Now, he bought it a little later, but it had nothing to do with the heist. Do all your stories end up with somebody dying? <laughs> guess you just gotta find out huh <laughs> that is my number five man that's a great movie uh were you late to that movie did i push you to that i you might have i i yeah you might have i definitely didn't see it in theaters yeah i did i but, think but yeah. it's definitely one of my favorite movies of the decade who knew ham could be such a menace oh gr so great yeah so great and the dude from um god the guy who played frank castle in the punisher that's right um 
and he was in Burnthal. The Dead. Yes, yeah. John Burnthal. John Burnthal. So good. So they're still doing Baby Driver 2, I think. Are they? With Ansel. Is he going to wear AirPods in part two? Uh, yeah, unless they did something weird like Uncut Gems, which apparently takes place in 2012. Okay. Well, I think the other one was set in modern day. Right. But it he also wasn't the type to necessarily have AirPods. Like, he was just kind of... It's true. He had like a million different iPods. He wasn't walking around with an iPhone anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a great movie. Maybe they shouldn't do another one. Yeah, I don't want it to be tarnished. Okay, top 10. Okay, so we're in top 10. Uh, my top 10, uh, my 10 is Dark Knight Rises. Oh, really? Yeah, I threw it on there. I just, just because of I just it's, felt it's like the pleasure Chris, by association. I felt the Christopher Nolan Batman um, saga needed to be recognized in this decade. See, for the same reason I put uh, Deathly Hollows Part 2 at number 34. Like, great movie, yeah. but the decade, this decade didn't own Harry Potter. It didn't own Nolan's Batman either. No, you're right. You're right. I just felt like the amount of Bane impressions you hear. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> for that alone, that you know, the, the recognition that it still gets is pretty insane. It's so forgotten that Anne Hathaway is in that movie. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. True. Like, yeah. It's not my favorite it's not your favorite no and it didn't make my top 100 i don't think so really that, that'll tell you yeah then i don't know when i was looking through it i was like you know what i, I do like this one okay okay good for you my number nine mm -hmm. is about time and i have something very important to tell you or let me check do you want to know the big secret or would you rather find it out for yourself like i did oh christ there's another secret less dramatic much more important the real mothership oh go on tell me let's save some time and so he told me his secret formula for happiness which we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, the Richard Curtis movie with Donald Gleason, Rachel McAdams, and Bill Nye. Like, extraordinary movie. It's so funny to me that, like, every every time Christmas comes around, we have to hear about Love Actually. And, like, I like Love Actually. Mm -hmm. It's objectively a stupid movie. It's a yeah. bad movie. It makes no sense. And it's and none of the stories are well-developed. And some of them are deeply problematic. And About Time is a good Christmas movie? Uh, it's not a Christmas movie. It's oh, a Richard okay. Curtis movie. Gotcha. Uh, and so that's my favorite of his movies. But he also made Notting Hill, which is way better than than um love actually and and frankly so is yesterday yeah um and so yeah it, it's just about time is a movie that you think is going to be a romantic comedy and then it's a, a about a father and a son and i don't know if a movie's ever made me cry like this movie has like yeah. like like can't breathe right go look at you yourself in the mirror you look ridiculous oh, crying yeah. wow yeah how do you like like calm down after that it's very cleansing. It's a nice feeling. You're I didn't cry like, at all for like like 15 years. And then something happened, and now I cry pretty often. You're just like, ah, let's get it out. Yeah. We're good. I wouldn't go back either. I think it's better this way. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Good to, good to let a couple tears flow every once in a while. Feels all right. Um, my yeah. number nine was Whiplash. Why do you suppose I just hurled a chair at your head, Neiman? I, I don't know. Sure you do. The tempo? Were you rushing or were you dragging? I, I don't know. Start counting. Five, six, seven. In four, damn it! Look at me! One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? I don't know. 
Count again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Rushing or dragging? Rushing. So you do know the difference. We don't have to spoil where it is on your list. It's number three. <sighs> okay. Number three. Whiplash, man. Yeah. Freaking Whiplash. What a watch. Oh, Again, what a watch. another movie that just like punches you in the face. It's a sports movie of the decade. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, we've talked about that before. It's a sports movie. Number eight, uh, The Force Awakens. It's my it's my number eight. Right. And eight is my Martian. Okay. Number seven uh, for me is Lady Bird. Julie? Julie? Hey. What do you want from Julie? Darlene, can you excuse us? Darlene, stay. Why aren't you in Algebra 2? I switched sections. Why? Aren't Jenna and Kyle enough? <laughs> I'm sorry that you're jealous. <laughs> Jenna is a moron, you know. She's not. She's in AP Calculus. She's a moron in a deeper sense. You don't even know her. Miss Patty assigned you a role, by the way. You just never showed up to claim it. What role? The Tempest. There is no role of the Tempest. It is the titular role. No, it's a made-up thing, so we all can participate. You can't do anything unless you're the center of attention, can you? Yeah, well, you know your mom's tits, they're fake, totally fake. She made one bad decision at 19. Two bad decisions. I'm so hoping that we're going to match up on one of these picks. Yeah? It would just be so crazy. And um, we didn't. You don't have Lady Bird in your top 10. I don't have Lady Bird in my top 10. Lady Bird's beautiful, man. My number seven was Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, I forgot you loved Silver Linings really, Playbook. Really big fan of Silver we Linings We were living Playbook. together when that movie came out. Yeah. Were we? Yes, because I remember you like came back from the weekend. I knew that I came back to you and was like, dude, it's so good. Oh yes. my God, I can't believe it. Yeah. What is it about that movie that, that strikes a chord with you so much? Because I, it doesn't strike me as a Slaney movie, other no. than that I know you love it. It's a right. very feeling-centric movie. It's, it's about mental health. I think it has so much to do with how much of a psychopath Bradley Cooper is. And he's good in that movie. And um, she's the least interesting part of that movie. Him just being a huge Not football fair. fan, the parents sports betting, and like them both kind of falling in love with each other, but like so reluctantly. And it's a very like, well, fuck you, fuck you, I love you, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just kind of insulted her. I want to take that back because I actually think it became too easy to criticize her, her Oscar performance there. Yeah, it, it's sure. actually subtly awesome. Yeah. Um, and this was like, like, it's not like she was a bot. She was kind of up and coming at that point. True. I mean, she'd been nominated for, for Winter's Bone. Right. For, for Winter's Bone and f was she, I, I'm trying to remember Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. Uh, yeah, it was Winter's Bone. Yeah. Yeah. And she was in, in the Hunger Games, but. She wasn't nominated for that, but that's right. She was like a but huge franchise she, so, star. So for that, I guess she was, but like I hadn't even, I, I had no real familiarity with Hunger Games. What about Hunger Games? Was she in that or was that still Rebecca Romaine? I don't know if she was in it yet. Okay. Like, but, but these things were starting to come out. But it started a long relationship with Bradley Cooper and David O. Russell because then was American Hustle, which yeah. they all four got nominated for, which was crazy. Right. Uh, and although I think the same thing can be said for, for Silver Linings. And then Joy. Remember Joy? Oh, Joy sucked so I did, bad. I didn't see Joy. But Don't it was David see Russell. Joy, but I did see it. And I was just like waiting for it to heat up. And She's been quiet. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. J-Law. You're right. She's been very quiet. We're, what number are we? Number six? Uh, Yeah, we're at six. The Grand Budapest Hotel. You're looking so well, darling. You really are. I don't know what sort of cream they've put on you down at the morgue, but I want some. 
This is Madame D's last will and testament. To Monsieur Gustave H, I bequeath the painting known as Boy with Apple. Wow. What? Who's Gustave H? I'm afraid that's me, darling. Didn't make my list. Wow, that's wild to me. I, I've never seen anything like this movie. When I saw this movie, and I'd seen other Wes Anderson movies, but I, when I just saw the color palette of this film, yeah. I, I was I was like, I've seen New Colors for the first time. I liked it, and I think there is a high rewatchability to it, but I yep. just haven't sat down and done it. The language, just the, with the way he talks. Yeah. It's amazing. Good point. I, and that that probably is a blind spot for me, and I, I would I would go back and watch that. Number six. Uh, I, I'm a rival. Oh, yeah, okay. So I just, again, it was a movie I, I drove away from and was like, okay, so wait. This is what happened. Uh, it was almost like, what was the other one on here that... I think Interstellar mm. was like, okay, so uh, because time moved in this way. This I just is, didn't, I didn't, I must have missed something. I, well, not necessarily. I, I, you know, I might've just appreciated something that you really didn't appreciate. I guess, but I don't want to be on the outs. I want to like things. Sure. You know, yeah. and lots of people love that movie. We're moved by that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someday. I, I, I don't know how many top, tens it makes of the decade but i think a lot of people's i really do okay number five for me was eighth grade we talked about it it's just like i don't know if he's going to be able to do that again yeah but there was something deeply personal and and believable about that movie like we talk a lot about how the the most viscerally uncomfortable scene in that movie is the backseat of the car right but for me and i'm a man so i can't be uh, i can't be a victim the way she almost is in that film yeah but for me the most impactful scene is when she's at the girl's pool party oh my god and the girl opens the the card game that that elsie fisher has given her yeah and she's so ungrateful and kayla's her name kayla's like trying to be like oh it's cool i'll teach you how to play and the girl is just being a bitch Not about it. it i've ne- i've almost never been so heartbroken in a movie yeah and, yeah. and like multiple things in that movie that was the one part where the bad thing that you kind of thought was going to happen kind of did happen well except for that i spent a portion of the first viewing of that movie thinking that dad was going to do something bad. right well well that's the thing that didn't happen no it doesn't you know th- through a lot of it you're like oh god this high school girl is just gonna like shit all over eventually and that doesn't happen and you feel good oh that's right the, you know? the friend who goes yeah. to the mall with her yeah that's kind of like like the redemption that starts happening she's like oh high school is actually going to be pretty gucci <laughs> gucci yeah. hey it's kayla <laughs> like and subscribe <laughs> all right number four did you get to five did you do five uh my five was baby driver number four is get out get out Sorry, man. Okay. Get out! Yo! Yeah! Yo! Chill, man. Get out! Chill! Yeah, chill! Chill, man! Okay, that's my number two. Okay. Oh, we definitely have the same number one. I think so, yeah. Yeah. No, well, let's talk about Get Out for a second because okay. this, a lot has been made of how this is like one of the most memorable, important, culturally shifting movies. Mm. Certainly shifted me as a movie viewer because I would never have seen this movie if enough people hadn't told me, no, it's important you see this movie. Right. And it was. Yeah. I think it, um, 
I just think as a psycho thriller, like take everything else away from it. Yeah. It's just a solid watch. Yeah. And then if you add in all of the extra, you know, kind of PC slash like deeper messaging um, and all of, yeah, I, I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, if, if for no cultural context, just like the layers to the storytelling are, are remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to view it a second time is, is wild. And, and also a movie that passed, made me pass out. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because antlers go through a, a person. Oh, and you didn't. Your your body told you to shut down at that point. Neck stuff, man. <laughs> Neck and facial trauma. Right, and that was slightly realistic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I need to watch it again. I think I've only watched it through once the entire way, but it was like a I'm sitting the fuck down and just watching. Did this you whole see thing. us? Not yet. Because, I mean, I didn't and I won't. Right. Because I looks, probably will. It looks way scarier than Get Out. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I have no doubt that it's a good movie, but I wonder if it's really as good as as people say it is or if it's mm. just the get out of it all. Right. Does that make sense? I, I know what you mean. Like, like if that movie existed on its own without Get Out as a re- precursor also at what point is his his content going to either his creative process is going to have to change or his content is going to shift in quality because we heard so much about how he wrote get out for seven years and he wrote us for four years and the the math didn't really work on that for me right um and now he's working on twilight zone as well so like is he emptying the tank or is he writing every day i mean i guess he probably is writing i don't know i mean how many uh incredible movies are in every movie creator that well, that's a no, that's an unanswerable question, right? I mean, Quentin Tarantino is the obvious route if you want to have that discussion because he so firmly believes it's just ten, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> you said that like Quentin, it's ten, right? It's gotta be ten. <laughs> yeah, man. You yeah, know. Um, and he's wrong. I mean, he could definitely make an eleventh movie and it could be great. Mm. And by the way, if his tenth is underwhelming, he'll make an eleventh. Right. You can. He said this week, by the way, he's moving away from Star Trek. That's probably never going to happen. Yeah. Um, but Scorsese's made way more good movies than 10 way more. And by the way, I've realized recently I'm a huge Scorsese fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're finding out in 2019. It took me so long to realize how much I adore Martin Scorsese. All, all you did yet yeah, this year alone, you saw like how many Scorsese Taxi movies? driver and like three, four. I still haven't seen raging bull. Right. It's an important one. Yeah. But the Irishman, I could talk to you forever about the Irishman. I know. I know. Becky's going to be away for the weekend. I'm going to watch The Irishman. You're going to watch The Irishman in one again? sitting. I'm going to do it. I'm kind of jealous. Come join me. I might. You can't. You're busy. No, not necessarily. Well, Saturday is a, a big football day. I'll let you know. Okay, cool. Oh, I bought tickets for Star Wars on, on Saturday as well. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm going uh, tomorrow night, which is Thursday night. Sorry, Friday. So we're only going to be 24 hours apart on I have tickets for Thursday and Sunday. Interesting. I'm already going twice. <laughs> Who are you going with on Sunday? I just made double plans. Okay. So so Ross and uh, his partner Leslie were able to get like premiere tickets for like Thursday night. Cool. And so we're going to that. Uh, and then my old friends, my old childhood friends, uh, we also said we would go, go together. So we're going to go on Sunday night. That'll and that's fun. fine. I got to be able to digest this thing. I hope you like it then, especially if you have to see it twice. But if you don't, you'll want to see it again anyway I, to try to make you like it. That's a good point. Now. If I, In the very unlikely event, I loathe this movie. It's not mm. going to happen. Right. At, at worst, I'll feel lukewarm about it, so mm. to speak. Right. Um, <laughs> and in which case, I'll want to, to get more context for it and I'll want to see it again. I want to yeah. see it as many times as I, as I can anyway. Sure. Yeah. Number three? Are you at number three or four? Uh... 
I don't know because my five was Baby Driver, my yeah. four was Inception, which I let people know about. Oh, okay. For me, number three is Whiplash. I think I said that already. Right. And my three was Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. Like high rewatchability there. All right. Same with Inception. Inception was like something I I'd never seen before, and I love the you know kind of surrealness and surreality. Is that a word? Surrealism. Surrealism. I mean, Interstellar is is kind of it falls in line with the the popcorn meets make you think quality yeah. of a, of a Christopher Nolan movie of, that we know and love. Right. But I don't think Dunkirk had that. No, not quite. It, it was, was it was a cool movie. It was a straightforward story that was the idea although it, it left left you thinking a little bit about well, you know what happened to that pilot yeah and it did kind of move around times it did play with chronology and it, and was cillian murphy a true villain or is that how we would all potentially act in a time of war right and harry styles man yeah right. <laughs> there was so much was made of harry styles being yeah. in that movie he's he in it barely for like in it. three minutes yeah um so anyway i i, I hope I hope that Tenet by Christopher Nolan kind of gets back to basics because yeah. I really want him to melt my mind. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And and I love that uh, it's uh, uh, what's his name Isaiah Washington. <laughs> it's not Isaiah Washington. It's not Isaiah Washington <laughs> who got fired from Grey's Anatomy right. in two thousand seven. But Denzel Washington's son, who I whose name is John me. David Washington. John David. Washington. I think is his name. John yeah, David. It is. Yeah. Number two for me. Is a movie called Sing Street, which will not make many people's top 25s. No, but you love Sing Street. I was expecting it to be close to the top. Sing Street um, not only makes me cry. That's that's my example for if a movie is good. Either I pass it or I cry. Never have I seen a movie that felt so much like it was made for me. Did you get it? Yeah, it was great. Oh, fantastic. Can you really not swim? No. So why did you do that then? For our art, Cosmo. You can never do anything by half. Do you understand that? And I, and I don't even know what to say about it, except for that I think it's a perfect movie. And I, I, I get more out of it each time. Like a movie that I loved right away, I have liked more with every viewing. Mm-hmm. I actually did see it on a list. Yeah. Um, I, I got to see it. I just got to see I can't. I You'd can't have another it. podcast where you tell me to see it and I go, I know, I want to watch it. I'm, I, Is it on Netflix? Yes. You would so love easy. it. Okay. You'd genuinely love it. Anyone would. Right. Boys. It's a movie. It's a movie for boys. All right. But it's, I don't mean to say like, it's like, it's like, an, a, <laughs> it's like a, a kid's boy movie. It's not it's like, like the Lego bad. movie. No, no, yeah, no, no. Right. It's, it's beautiful. Right. It's really good. Okay. Really good. Yeah. I, I, I got to see it. I got to watch a trailer and just get into it. Number two. That's the whole thing. My number two was get out. Is get out. So we have the same number one, I think. <laughs> we obviously do. We you, have to. You imagine if I didn't put this movie in my top twenty-five for That's the whole true. decade. That would be that would be disappointing for me. It would be it would be complex for sure, right. <laughs> considering how much I go on about this guy. Uh, uh, we are talking about the same movie. It's the Social Network. It's the Social Network. Yeah, I was just gonna try to make like either a fake guess or go like it's the s, and you go oh, and uh, I go she, and uh, you go oh. <laughs> you know me so well. Yeah. This movie not only defines our decade because of how goddamn good it is, mm-hmm. but because it literally defines our decade. Do you see any of your code on Facebook? Sorry, I could Mark. Did I use any of your code? You stole our whole goddamn idea. Fellas, on Match.com for Harvard, Can I continue guys. with my deposition? You know, you really don't need a forensics team to get to the bottom of this. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. That's the reason it's number one for me. It is a great watch. Yeah. But I don't think that a movie could 
be more both entertaining and also define exactly where we are at and what this entire decade was all about Mm -hmm. because it basically came out three years after Facebook was kind of not three years after, probably five years after, but three years after it hit the real mainstream in 2007. Yeah. Um, and it really kind of defined a, what Facebook was all about, how it began, but B what Mark Zuckerberg was all about and kind of what he was capable of. Oh, I, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't totally agree. I don't, I don't think this is a movie about Mark Zuckerberg at all. I think this is a movie about fucking you. I think this is a movie that, that looks you in the eye and says, you're fucking lonely. Look at how lonely you are. You're lonely. Sure. And, and I, and I think that only David Fincher could pull that kind of suspense out of a, a story about a guy who makes a website. She sure. literally writes code for two and a half hours. Right. And it's a dark and kind of eerie, suspenseful movie. But can you go, can you watch anything with Mark Zuckerberg without going, oh my God, he's a fucking psychopath? Uh, no, but part of that is is newer context than this movie delivers. Because, right. Because but- actually, the, we I don't even really, Facebook is insidious for a whole set of reasons that are not applicable to this film now. They're not, but you almost kind of can't watch it without knowing more about Mark Zuckerberg and applying that to the watch. Anytime you learn something new about Mark Zuckerberg, you kind of apply it to the watch. The only thing I'll say is that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't seem a fraction as smooth as Jesse Eisenberg is in this movie. No, yes. It's a, even a little more off. So more, do they, more jarring. Do Sorkin and Fincher team up for social network too i'm not usually into sequels of movies that i think are perfect but it would be so interesting to do like a cambridge analytica social network sequel yeah and get trent reznor and uh atticus Atticus ross Ross back on it who did the entire score of Watchmen, by the way yeah i know if you need another reason to get back in on that i know they won the academy award for that for that movie yep the only thing about a social network sequel is that you get jesse back but you don't get uh, Andrew Garfield back. You don't get Timberlake back. You don't get Rooney Mara That's back. True. You don't get Army Hammer back. You get nobody else back. Right. It's um yeah. I I, I honestly don't want. It. I would rather not see it. That's the correct answer. Yeah. But you can't help but wonder. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um. Yeah. I guess even if they just did like a document. What if they did like a series, a little like mini series? Uh. That's a way. That's a way that I could appreciate it more. You know what I want? I just want to read the screenplay. I just yeah. want Sorkin to write it, and I want it to. I'll pay you twenty five dollars to read it, right? To buy it in a little book. Sure. He's like, well, I made it for twenty five dollars when <laughs> a man named Colin Sweets. Some movies me. that you uh, that you listed that I didn't necessarily um, mention as we were going through. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood was number thirty three on my list. Silver Linings Playbook was forty nine. Um, we didn't say Inside Lewin Davis, uh, which I haven't seen. Oh, okay. You'd love that movie. Um, Swiss Army Man. Did you ever see that movie? No, I, I loved that movie. There's a you movie... showed me the trailer for it, and I remember being excited, but not actually watching. It. The Irishman is number thirty-two on my list. Yeah, I, 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 I just felt if I put the Irishman on here, it was because I just watched it. Phantom Thread, number forty-one on my list. Ooh, I freaking love that movie. There will be blood. Should be in my top twenty-five. Um, Phantom Thread could be up there. I was considering putting even good time on there just because of the way it made me feel, but I'm never going to watch it again. As it turns out, Bridesmaids was number 75 on my list. Okay. Um, Did you have Logan on your list? No, I didn't see Logan. Oh, whoa. I have Logan Lucky on my list, number 89. Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen that. Um, I have It on my like top 33 list. I didn't see that, and I never will. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, anyway, like it, I, I do have a star is born here. And so I made it, I wrote down 33 movies. I put down 25 and the okay. ones that I didn't mention are, uh, train, train wreck. Um, train wrecks 96 a quiet place a quiet place is 92 um it's uh, gravity i don't have gravity i was a big fan is of gravity. that this decade oh yeah i guess it is yep gravity's good yeah it's a good watch captain america civil war man that was a good movie um i had guardians of the galaxy oh yeah i've got that in here somewhere um Anyway, like yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, Midnight in Paris. I know that you're not supposed to anymore, but I love that movie. <laughs> it's supposed to be canceled. I almost put that on my list. It's it's just fun. It was it's one of the watch. only Woody Allen movies I've seen of the decade. All right. Okay. Well, now we've got another list of yours to get through. We've got one more list. This is our whole podcast, by the way. It's it's a listicle. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I did top twenty five of the decade shows. I took this extremely seriously. Great. Okay. And I actually rewrote it like three times. Jen was like, why don't you put this on here? And I was like, well, because that wouldn't be truthful. She's like, well, you're not going to get in trouble for it. And I was like, yeah, but it wouldn't necessarily be my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to put some put forth something that's like. Your name is on this. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, I disagree with that. I don't want to listen back. And be for what it's worth, I would be mad at you if you lied. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. Yesterday we were in, you might already know the other half of the story. Yesterday <laughs> we were in Costco. Yeah. And uh, we were on our way out and I was in such a bad mood. I had a bad day yesterday. Everything didn't go my way yesterday. Right. And I, there were, there was like a kid nearby that clearly had shit itself. And I could <laughs> smell this kid. And there was people everywhere because it's a week until Christmas. And I was just mad. And there was crowds everywhere. And I think someone had been rude to me or something. And we were in that line where they check your receipt on the way out of Costco. And yeah. it's just like grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah. And then the person in front of me turns around and I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, what? <laughs> and it was your wife, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Who was also in a bad mood before leaving. Was she? She seemed yeah. okay. That's good. That's good. She just turned around and I was like, what? And then it was Jen. And she's like, oh, hey. Yeah. She was <laughs> like, I saw Becky eat sweets. Yeah. Uh, what were you guys talking about? Were you just kind of like. With Jen? Yeah. Oh, I think I was just like, we shouldn't have come to Costco. Yeah, I think that's. She, I think she was like, yeah, <laughs> Becky and Sweets were not feeling Costco. And I was like, yeah, I don't blame them. And neither were you and neither would I. And I hate Costco. Well, we went the there. Best of days. We went there to pick up our engagement photos because they're, as it turns out, free plug for for Costco. Great place to get your photos developed. That's where you get it. But while we were there, we're like, let's get a chicken pot pie for dinner. Right. And that was where. That's where things, that's went, where off the things rails. went off the rails big time. Oh, God. At least I have a self-checkout now. That's something. Yeah, but it was all backed up. And anyway, God, anyway, damn, I hate that place. Yep. Yep. Okay. Where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start at 25? Do you have 50? Uh, no. Okay. No, I have, you I, have 25. I have two. <laughs> I have 25. <laughs> I could start at 10. I meant like, wait a second. This is just, oh, this is the decade. This is the decade. All right. Give me 25. Okay. Um, I honestly, I couldn't find a place. I realized kind of after the fact, I, I didn't put community in there, okay. which maybe speaks to what community was to me like i didn't finish it but i do like it i probably okay. consider there's probably one you could take out of there and put that in sure uh 25 as i have luther mm. the idris elba show i've never seen it and i don't love idris elba it's it's a pretty good watch okay um 24 i have brooklyn 99 okay 23 i have master of none you're gonna find 22 funny because 23 is there okay 22 i have louis <laughs> Well, I put the two canceled people right. I don't think Aziz is canceled anymore. No, no, I think I think he's I think he's in the clear. But you're right. There's still a similar conversation relating to those two people. Yeah. No, I understand. We're in the same page here. That was Louis before we knew. Yes. It was an amazing show. Yeah. 
Um, Big Mouth. Okay. Is 21. Yep. At 20, I have Succession. All right. Now, this is subject to change based on future seasons. We've only got two seasons. No, the in. decade's over in like like 10 days. It's right. not subject to change. Well, I mean, no, I know. I, I think at the end of the decade or at the end of the next decade, you might be like, oh, if that would have just gone three more seasons, it might have been number three on the list. Or right. Um, but I'm honestly not sure. 19, I have Black Mirror. Okay. Oh, Black Mirror is not a thing I consider to put. I don't know if I could in good faith do it because I haven't watched enough of it. Right. And it's it's an anthology show, but I, I just think it is one of those shows that people are like, it was like a Black Mirror episode. That's right. Black and, Mirror is almost becoming like vernacular. Right. Yeah. For for I got hacked and, or like a photo got leaked. and Or an unexplainable the, phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, yeah. You see a robot and you're like, oh God, it's like a Black Mirror. I mean, if Get Out wasn't so singularly identifiable, if it was made by a lesser filmmaker, we would say it's like a Black Mirror episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, 18, I have Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw that on a lot of other people's lists. Yeah. 17, I have True Detective Season 1. Also an anthology, but clearly acceptable. To, for us to say Season 1. Season 3 was also good. Didn't um, watch it. I tried. I watched the first couple, and I liked I liked Mahershala. It just was moving too slow. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's got some chops for sure. Um, 16, I have 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's another kind of just clinching the decade show. Yeah. Right. You're right. Um, 15, Broad City. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think 30 Rock is almost barely in the decade. Barely in the decade, yeah. Um, no, it was still on when you and I were living together in in 2012. Yeah, but I left The Office off for that reason. And I think that might have been what was like forcing me away from 30 Rock a little bit yeah. more, too. okay. 15, I have Broad City. Uh-huh. Um, 14, I have Sherlock. Okay, for sure. I, I talked about this with my brother the other day, by the way, and he said that would easily be in his top three shows yeah. of all time, I think he said. Really? Yeah, yeah it is. It is a, a great watch. Yeah, it is. 13 i have nathan for you yeah <laughs> just because it's like one of those things where like not only have you never seen a show with this much gumption you've almost never seen someone like nathan fielder before he's like his own right he's, he's like his own set of chromosomes and how they decided to do like the final season and the last show which is kind of like a movie yeah around another person that they have to to like navigate their way around okay is is astounding and it was like one of the best hour and a half of television i think i've ever seen and i would love to just talk to to nathan fielder about it i don't know if i'd want to talk to nathan fielder for fear it would shatter the illusion <laughs> yeah yeah who knows i've but never seen him not in character he's, he's always kind of like that yeah um 12 i have parks and rec parks and recreation yeah um 11 i have as if you weren't sure what parks and rec meant right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he means Parks uh, and Recreation on NBC. 11, I have the OA. You love the OA. I love the OA. Like, yeah. I stand by that. Just I, two seasons? Two or three? Two. Man, that's and two and that canceled. is dope. Yeah. Two, but canceled after Gra- two. But, but gratifying en- ending? Yeah. Like, if you watched the ending of that, y- you would want a third season, but also be kind of cool with the absurdity of how. But Save the ended. OA never caught on. It didn't. No. I don't think so. Not not enough to actually say Unless that. it's part of the meta commentary of the production that they fake their cancellation. Which I hope they did. I or or I hope they maybe like begged for it or yeah. something. Just, just cancel. cancel. Say we, yeah, run in the Hollywood Reporter that we got canceled. Yeah. You sure? That'll make you look bad. No, it's part of the art. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 10, I have Westworld, which wasn't on a lot of top 25 lists Weirdly though, right? I feel like it, it was kind of 
It is one of the most talked about shows of the decade for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also kind of Black Mirror-ish. Like there's, you know. And it stole the legacy that, um, what's the hacker show? Mr. Robot. It stole what could have been Mr. Robot's legacy. Yeah. Where people were kind of losing interest and they needed a new thing. Mr. Robot could have easily been on here. Yeah. It was one that was right on the cusp. And I've got a notable exceptions list. Too. Okay. Um, and I've actually got a notable exceptions list for 2019 that I have stars by. Um, anyway, okay. I was at uh, the OA Westworld. Number nine, Stranger Things. Stranger Things is one of the most important shows I've ever watched. Deserves to be a top 10 it does. for the decade. Yeah, it sure. does. It means so much. And it's just like, again, a genre crossing for me. Totally. Um, I, I've almost never had so much fun watching something. Yeah. Um, number eight, Barry. Barry. Barry, Barry, Barry. <laughs> what do you say about Barry? I don't know what else. It's just a great watch. Two seasons deep so far. So possibly premature to put in top 10, but... No, I don't think so. I it's, think a, it's, it's, a, it's another show where there's no sour note. Like nobody's in that show and I wish they weren't in it. I think that show will age well. I yeah. think this pick will age well. Oh, yeah. Seven, The Good Place. Okay. I just... There have been episodes where I've kind of checked out, but I think the overall body of work at the end of the season is going to be very important. I've got I'm, a lot of faith. I'm currently kind of checked out. I'll come back. Yeah. But it's interesting how much I've loved some Mike Schur stuff and yeah. I've been kind of um, indifferent about other yeah. Mike Schur. Indifferent's a harsh word, but like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in some way connected to him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. He kind of like walked. He was like, okay, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's in good hands. I'm going to go create another show. Right. For some reason, I kind of, I don't hate it. I think it's really good. Yeah. I just will not set the DVR for it. Right. Yeah, you won't even set the DVR for one. Nope. Um, six, it felt kind of wrong to leave this off my top five, um, but it was Atlanta. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, part of, partly it's like, I don't even remember Atlanta. Yeah. Like, it's so great, and we talked about it a lot, and it's only been two seasons of Atlanta, right? Because it's existed for like four years or more. two or three? Yeah, my, yeah, because I think they signed on for like, Season three and season four at the same time or yeah. something? Yeah. So there's we've only seen two seasons of it. Remember Teddy Perkins? Yeah, man, I do. Yeah, that's wild. That was that was bothersome. That was upsetting. Um five, I have Fleabag. This okay. is for the decade. Yeah, that's fair. This is for the I decade. put it at number one in the decade, I think, didn't I? I think you did. I really think, I think it you deserves did. it. Which but... and it does. Like yeah. there's you know, you could do some shuffling around the top. Um four, I have Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I don't have Madman on this list. Interesting. So, so early heads up. This is a greater crime than I committed then by not seeing it. At least I didn't see it, and I have that excuse. I saw the first five seasons. I didn't finish it to completion. You just have to have <laughs> so. seen one season for it to qualify for your yeah, list. Yep. Yeah, totally. Uh, three, I have Game of Thrones. Okay. I just three. Think, yeah. I just think, I, I know it would kind of became stylish to put it super low on people's lists but yeah, they're trying to make some statement against benny off and weiss but it's it's i think you'll i think people will look back and go we cared about this show for so long i hope so and i hope the same thing happens with star wars especially if this trilogy doesn't ultimately receive very high degrees right for the next couple of years i hope in time we can look back and go man did we have fun what a body of work yeah yeah um two i have the americans Oh, okay. Well, we know how this ends. <laughs> I got to say, I was so happy to see the Americans and the Leftovers, which is my number one, at the top of like every list. Yeah. Like, because 
You have good taste, man. No one has talked about it. No, it's definitely, it's kind of a quiet show. It's no, like it's a sleeper. We all finished, like I finished it and like looked online for reviews and all the reviews were good, but like you could walk through an office and ask everyone if they've watched the leftovers and no one would have watched the leftovers. True. Like there is one other person in our office who's watched the leftovers and they watch it. Cause I was like, please just, you gotta, I, but you could say I'm the like, same about the Americans. Like it's also and it's the exact same with the Americans. It's also kind of like people are aware that there's a really good show called the Americans. Totally. And, I, and I don't think it ever struggled. Like I don't think it ever faced cancellation. Nope. But it's not a show that was stylish to water cooler about. No. And a lot of the the notable exceptions that I have um, are in the same zone. So I, it makes me want to watch it because I didn't start watching The Americans until like season four. Right. I, I was legitimately excited for The Leftovers mm-hmm. as soon as the first trailer dropped for that one. Right. Kind of like The Watchmen this year. I was like. Okay, I'm just I'm super pumped. You are like, such a Linda lover. I man, I am. Yeah, I, like put me in that camp because I will sign up for anything he's he's done. Actually, it makes me want to go back and and see more things that he's done. But I just I fear that he had t- it took him a while to get it really right. I don't know. He worked on Lost for a long time. It's true, and I loved Lost. Yeah. Um, notable exceptions from this list that I saw on other people's lists. Um, Better Things. Oh yeah. Veep. Veep. I mean, Veep, obviously, but better things, it's weird that it showed up on so many lists, so many people's lists because like... A lot and like, hi. Nobody knows what that show is. Right. Well, maybe they do like... This is the Pamela Adlon show. Right. Yeah. But yeah, another one that you'd walk down an office and say, do you watch better things? And no one would know you're And in most cases, they would say, who's Pamela Adlon? Yes. Yeah. Also, you'd have to say, "Uh, do you know the voice of Spinelli? (laughs) (laughs) Ashley Spinelli. The fifth Ashley. (laughs) Um, I have Veep on there. Yes, of course. Which is like, I just didn't put it on my list. I haven't watched all of it. People love it. I know that it's really good. Where's Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh, what a f- fucking numbnuts thing to do. Okay. That's a Slaney oversight for sure. That's a Slaney oversight. But it did start so long ago. It started in like 2001. Did it start that long ago? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It like, might not like qualify. way then. long ago. It has existed in this decade, but maybe it it's, doesn't belong to this It's been around decade. for, it's almost like Doctor Who. Yes, yes, right. Yeah. Like he, he'll do a uh, season every like three years. If Man, that's power. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> did, did you see the trailer for the new season? No, I saw it was going around. It looks it looks pretty funny. Um, Better Call Saul. Sure. I didn't know you were really into that. You're not a prequels person. This is a notable exception. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm like, I see it on other people's lists. It probably should be recognized. Sure. But like, you, yeah, you know my reasoning for not having it on there. Um, Catastrophe was one that I saw come up a lot. Yeah. I saw that come up a little bit. I haven't seen a single episode of it. That, Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah, I saw that a lot. We, we both Who's saw in Halt and Catch Fire? It was like a weird AMC show about like like hackers in the 80s or like computer uh, venture capitalists in the 80s or something. Can I cut you off for a second? Sure. Uh, president Donald Trump just got impeached, just became the third president... In American history Woo! to be impeached. It's on the record. <laughs> if you go back to like way in the queue, there is an episode of our podcast called Fresh Crown where we turned off the election to do a podcast and we're like, well, this isn't looking good, but right. I bet it'll be fine later. Right. And I went I went in afterward and recorded a new intro for the podcast just, <laughs> just to save face, just to and be like, like, hey, listen, this, this makes me sound dumb. 
and I know it, but we recorded it with a little time to spare. But I don't. I still think you could listen to it, and it wouldn't make you sound dumb. It would just be like such a uh, slice of of what was happening that night. It is my last preserved innocence. It yeah. is, it's the last record of me having any kind of faith. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never make that mistake again. That's right. Um, Bojack, the show Rectify, I saw come up a lot. Me too. I'm like, what is Rectify? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Shit's Creek was one that I left off. I love Shit's Creek. A lot Creek. of people put on and... Uh, Comes back in two weeks. Yep. Um, Shits, so Shit's Creek was more a 2019 thing. Unbelievable was a 2019 thing. When They See Us was a 2019 thing. Did you watch that, by the way, When They See Us? No. Honestly, one of the toughest watches ever. Yeah, you were saying how... It's brutal. It's so good. Yeah. But like, we watched it in a couple of sittings. It's only four episodes. Right. And a couple of them are long. Right. But knowing that it's a true story, speaking of Trump, it's it's a brutal, brutal thing to learn about if you didn't know already. Right. The Central Park Five. But no, no fainting. No, it's not that kind of tough watch. It's right. just like... It's just you're just watching Injustice for four Ugh, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, and the other two. Okay, that's one that's coming up a lot in twenty. It's called the other two. It's called the other two. Oh. it's uh, written by Sarah Schneider, who is one of the head writers, one one of the main writers at least on SNL for a while. Used to be a writer on College Humor. Yeah, and I think it has to do with uh, two siblings of a rapper mm-hmm. who like makes it, and they're kind of like trying to make something of their lives or equal up to it. Okay. I've seen a lot of hype around it. I think it's a show we should do. All right. In the future. Okay. Not. Well, we have a whole year ahead of us. We got a year ahead of us. Look, we watched some shows for this podcast. We did. And we're an hour 15 deep and I got the Survivor finale to watch. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's cut her off then. We, I mean, we like we, keep you, always... we we invested an hour in, in getting ready for this show by watching three Christmas episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Anything you want to say about them? Uh, they were, honestly, I enjoyed all of them. I enjoyed all three of them. Yeah. Um, the, the time-stamped pop cultural references in them are shameless. Yeah. Like, and not just like, especially in the first one. Oh my God. Okay. When Hillary is talking about all the Christmas cards she has to send out, she lists Patrick Swayze, Kevin Costner, Michelle Pfeiffer, Judd Nelson, Sting, Vanessa Williams, Steve Gutenberg, Bruce Willis, and Evander Holyfield shows up. Right. Um, later on, there's more. The opening, we watched, um, episode uh, season one episode 15 which is called deck the halls season two episode 13 which is called christmas show and season four episode 13 called twas the night before christening and the second season christmas episode opens up with an immediate oj simpson reference yes in 1991 pre-murders and then and then a rodney king reference <laughs> the rodney king reference was like whoa will says they went there if i want to get show. my he's talking about going skiing he doesn't want to go skiing he says if i want to get my head cracked i can star in the next rodney king video yeah Cue the audience laughter. Yeah. And then Carlton says... Stuff that goes over your head a little bit when you're like 10 watching the show. Carlton says to Will, Will, you deprived product of the ghetto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he really is supposed to be like, uh, you know, uh, kind of like street punk, like, you know, what was it? Like urban. The uh, Bankses are richer than I thought they were. I mean, I guess I knew they had a butler. Yeah. They're mega rich. They're mega rich. They have a kid in season four. They've got like a baby. Yeah, it was a weird thing that they did to kind of like make the show keep going. That's a 90s sitcom trope. Boy Meets World did it too. There's just like yeah. suddenly the middle-aged parents are going to have a have new baby. another kid. They bring in it to spice up the show. You're right. They went to it. Another trope that I can certainly remember Saved by the Bell being guilty of, which we see a couple of times in, in these with <laughs> Vander Holyfield and also, um, and also Boys to Men, 
And frankly, this weird Ronald Reagan impersonator. Is it Ronald Reagan? Yeah, yeah. The, his name was like Ray Crokey or something. It's brutal. Yeah. But he's supposed to be the real president. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a trope they did in the 90s with sitcoms a lot where like there's a celebrity that's going to guest star and for some reason they're going to hang around with Zach Morris. Right. Yeah. And be like, yeah, but what, what celebrities can you name that did that in Saved um, by the Bell? Like, I'm trying to think. You're going to call me on today? I, well, I, I just want to be brought back. Maybe more like celebrities. More like uh, athletes, sorry. Well, I mean, it, I, I think it happened. I, I really, it really seems familiar to me. But I mean, just the fact that Will can like go into Boys to Men's studio. Yeah. He gets a hold of them really easily. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then like ends up getting kind of kicked out. This is the first instance of seeing Carlton's famous dance in season two, episode 13, Christmas show. That was the first time? It's the first time he ever did his dance. He does it again in the season four Christmas episode we watch. Incredible. How does that burglar who robs them in their Christmas cabin tie all four of them up and steal all their stuff. And why does he steal the pregnancy test? (laughs) He took every single thing, even the toilet paper. Don't ask me how I know. Alfonso Ribeiro sings in all three of these episodes and he's not bad. He does. Yeah. He's pretty good. I wonder if they made it just a Christmas thing or if he did it a lot. I think they did it a lot. I think so. Any more observations about these these Fresh Christmas? It's so silly to call this episode of the podcast Fresh Christmas, (laughs) but we're going to anyway. I don't think the show gets worse as it goes along. I think it actually gets better okay i i was thinking about it and, and i remember like as i watched this is something i said about seinfeld too and i don't know if that ages well or if that's the general opinion but i truly think by the end of the series the show was at its peak for fresh prince interesting i don't know what ratings were like but i remember being more into it okay yeah i mean maybe he just gets to be a better actor that could be it i mean i thought he was so good in the first few seasons he like, is charismatic, man. That, that's the thing. He does he does his thing. He doesn't seem like a, you know, 20-year-old. You know how he doesn't seem like he's faking it? No, absolutely. Like he's not trying too hard. He's doing things that, that if, like, 90 other people did it, it would seem like they were trying too hard. And some of them are. Like, the lady who plays his mother is yeah. in a couple of these Christmas episodes. She's not a good actor. She's, like, really painted and on then, And then they replaced her. His mother or Aunt Viv? Oh, Aunt Viv. Yeah, yeah. they replaced Aunt Viv. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. His mother. Yeah, his mother. Too. Well, I mean, it's the difference between Will Smith and like Raven Simone. Yes. Or like Miley Cyrus. Right. Well, that's those are Disney shows, and there something that's happened true. with Disney shows in the early two thousands where the mandate for comedy just became just say it louder. Right. Just, just say it louder. Yeah. And, and we'll call it comedy. Right. And I don't think Fresh Prince was guilty of that. Yeah. It was fast talky. It wasn't always that clever. They gave him all the good lines. They sure did. But yeah. that's fine. Right. But he was like like having fun with it and also very funny. I laughed multiple times. I, I, I did enjoy it. It was not at all a slog to watch three back-to-back episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's not a show I watched. So it's right. not a show that I have like any kind of sentimentality for. In fact, I don't trust Will Smith. And I think the moral of the fourth season Christmas episode is never trust Will Smith because he promises to get boys to men to come to the christening. And that was a lie. And he lied. What a huge lie to tell. What a dink. To think that you could follow through with that. We talked about Christmas exactly zero in this podcast. So mm-hmm. since we spent so much time talking about uh, the decade mm-hmm. in pop culture, I'm going to title this episode Fresh Decade. Fresh Decade. I like that. Because here we're coming a new Fresh Decade. And in fact, when we're together again, mm-hmm. it will be a fresh decade because I'm going to have to 
go on a hiatus here for a couple of weeks. Sure. Next week is Christmas. Then it's New Year's and I'm going to be in, in Toronto Day, for a New wedding. Right. That's and, fine. Uh, when, we, when we're back, it'll be a fresh decade with uh, fresh a president decade. who's been impeached, can't constitutionally be impeached again, and has nine months before he's uh, up for re-election. 11, in fact. Right. So he will theoretically be completely unstoppable to do whatever horrific crimes he sees fit. <laughs> yeah. So this will be a fun year, 2020. Once you've, once you've hit the bottom, it's hard. He'll still probably get elected and be like, well, I already got impeached. Oh man. <laughs> Never trust Will Smith. <laughs> I can't wait until he's no longer the president. And we could do a podcast called fresh start, fresh start. Oh my God. So eight years later, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that was a tough eight years, but uh, <laughs> we're happy to talk today about... We're just uh, all grizzled, like... We're happy to talk today about the new social network miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and counting, it's been 162 episodes since I've laughed. Right, yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you. It's going to be good. <laughs> Thank you. You've got my Christmas card? Yeah. No, I'll give it to you over the next couple of days. No, I mean, I've got the, you've got the one oh, that I, I... the one that you gave me, of course. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, um, if uh, Will Smith ever tells you he can get a popular R&B quartet to come to your nephew's christening, uh, don't get the paperwork ready to 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 name your uh, <laughs> your nephew right. after all four members of Boys to Men, which they do in the show. Yes. Uh, without any sense of irony, by the way. No. <laughs> and uh, man, I love that they made Jeffrey the Godfather. That was sweet. That, that was, was nice. genuinely nice. Yeah, yeah. It was actually like, I, I looked over to Jen and I said, I couldn't have drawn that up better myself. Right. Your Godfather to my nephew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I wanted one of those. We didn't get it. No. I see. I'm in on all those references yeah, now. Totally. Can I just add a quick PS? Okay. Um, speaking of the decade. Yeah. Let's talk about things we've done. Okay. Just like broad strokes, main main things we've done. Sure. We've I met Jen in two thousand nine. Yeah. We both got full time jobs at the same radio station. Then we. You mean you and I? You and I. Yeah. yeah sorry. Not, Not you and Jen. And Jen. Uh, you and I both got jo- full time jobs at the same radio station twice. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, bought cars and houses. Cars and houses. Got in- you got engaged. I got married. You got engaged first though it wasn't like right yeah 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 <laughs> i didn't say no fuck that i'm just <laughs> you get engaged married. i'll get married <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you i just mean you haven't fit a marriage into the decade which shame on you no i That's know i really blew it yeah next decade <laughs> and uh i know yeah the, the anyways so god what a that was a pretty packed decade wild decade graduated university not bad decade your decades line up quite nicely with the decades of your life too because you're 30 now. i know i love that yeah that's pretty kind of it's kind of crazy that's to neat think tidy. about it that way yeah yeah just turned 30 in july rolling into a fresh decade i got a friend who's turning 30 in a couple of weeks yeah he was born in 1990 okay born in 1990 he's turning 30 his dad is turning 60 his grandfather is turning 70 his grandmother's turning 80 oh my god this is like dark isn't that wild yeah it's like dark the the, the show. show. Yeah, there was a whole thing where there was like a cycle every thirty. All years, the all the like. numbers are really round and dark. Yeah. <laughs> I figure you're gonna be in- brush them off, shine them up. Hey, I I, I appreciate what you're trying to say. It was pretty good overall. Yeah. What a crazy decade. Who knows what the next decade will bring to us? What we'll be talking to at the end, if we'll be here. <laughs> 
for that. We probably moment. won't be here. You I know, got diagnosed with fucking diabetes. Yeah, like, did, Jesus it, Christ, it, uh, kind of right. a rough decade. It wasn't honestly. Lily White. It wasn't all roses. Well, you can't eat wheat anymore. No. Hopefully that stops. Health-wise, yeah, you had a tough one. Yeah, You a know little, what's funny? A little bit. Um, speaking of unfortunate things and where we do podcasts. Sure. Um, did you hear about this apartment in Halifax that the Christmas tree was robbed from the lobby? <laughs> yes. The that's, birthplace of the show show podcast. That's where we born. We born the show show. <laughs> I lived in that apartment building for three years. Ah, oh, that's so incredible. It's so funny to me. Um, because so like two women go into the lobby of this Clayton park West apartment building, which by the way is it's out of the way and straight up steal. They just steal a Christmas tree out of the lobby. <laughs> they wait to get in. And then they try and take it out the wrong way like there's yeah. one way to take a tree through they a go, door they go angel they first go against the grain <laughs> you can see it all in the security footage anyway um i had i had a bad final experience so, of that apartment and, so and i'm the, not sorry and the actual news story was like the worst thing you could ever watch the reporting it, and the Grinch was famously I could, a cartoon I, character that stole Christmas. I couldn't believe it. What are we watching here? here? I don't. I don't want to step out of turn here. I don't want to be. I don't want to be too critical. But that was shockingly annoying. It was. It was like it was really pretty bad. to give context to the story. You're telling us what the Grinch is, yeah. and then they have this random Nancy who's like a, a bystander who lives in the building, uh -huh. who literally says, "Will people stop at nothing?" Yeah. Like she can't imagine. She couldn't begin this to fathom worst. a higher crime. This is the worst. Like <laughs> first murder, <laughs> then genocide, then this, then stealing our tree, <laughs> Bahu Dore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true it was the worst thing i think I, oh the best thing oh it was so worst. funny anyway that's where the the show show began its life if we yeah. didn't have uh video footage proof of who stole the christmas tree do you know who i would suspect who would you suspect will smith You're because right. you never trust will smith happy new year hey. That is a public domain song now, right? Like, we're not going to get sued by the Robert Burns estate. Yeah, you know how I know all the public domain songs. Just let me <laughs> sing it. <laughs>